Hey, can I tell you a secret? The game is rigged. Okay, so listen, hear me out. You know, you're limited by what you know and by what you don't know. So the question is, how do you find out what you don't know? As a Gulf War veteran, Master Energy Healer, and Quantum Life Energy Health Coach of 22 years, I've learned that wellness is 100% mental, which means the battle for your life begins in your mind, and your body won't go where your mind won't push you. Many of the things I was taught in my past by teachers, preachers, parents, grandparents, and the media, to name just a few, I found to be wrong. And I don't believe all these people intended to pass on incorrect information, although there is plenty of that going on as well, but mostly, many people just didn't know what they didn't know. And when interfacing with the world through the lens of manipulation, misconceptions, and misinterpretation, it's really easy to make mistakes or missteps. So daily I struggled, sometimes moment by moment, through the matrix minefields. Unending grief, anxiety, panic attacks, emotional pain and suffering, anger, and post-traumatic stress, month after month, year after year, until one day, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So can I tell you another secret then? Only certain people are privy to the truth. But in this podcast, we're taking the red pill, breaking through success blocks and embarking on a journey for you to learn your truth so you can start creating a life that you love. Along the venerable path, there's a mix of my monologues and inspirational stories from some pretty gritty people that have blazed a path before you to consider on your future quest. This is Breaking Good, Great Gratitude and Grace. Let's go. episode launch of Breaking Good. My name is Shannon Lee, and today I am very excited to speak with Miss Amber Renee. Welcome, Amber, to Breaking Good. It's such a joy and a pleasure to be speaking with you today. How are you? I'm super good. Thanks so much for having me, Shannon. I'm excited to share some knowledge and wisdom bombs with your audience. Yes, I'm very excited as well. Amber is a powerhouse in e-learning, course building, and personal branding. She is amazing at what she does and she has some really exciting stuff coming up here in the near future get into that Um, but before we do and get into those juicy details i wanted to have you introduce yourself kind of give us a little bit more depth into that and then answer the question that everybody wants to know Sure. Well, how about I take people on my entrepreneurial journey? Because like most people's entrepreneurial journey is full of highs and lows and it's a bit of a roller coaster. So I think what a lot of people out there are painting entrepreneurship life as, you know, this like your best life and everything's good and it's always great and you're always succeeding, but that's not the reality. So what I what I've experienced after building three six figure businesses is it's it's much more of like a highs and lows kind of situation. So my first business I started I used to be a civil engineer. I used to work on a construction site building roads and bridges. I quit that job and started my very first business, which was a fashion design manufacturing label. 
So I made four shirts the first week, we sold four shirts. I made eight shirts the next week, we sold eight shirts. And then five years later, I had 120 accounts around the world. We exported to Paris, Tokyo, LA, and South Africa. We did runway shows all around the globe and we did um, influencer marketing before influencer marketing was a thing. So I dressed Paris Hilton uh, in my brand, which back, this was before the internet, you got to uh, understand. So this was like before the internet even existed. And we wow. managed to get in contact with Paris when she was here in Australia and she wore our stuff over in the States. So that was kind of a cool thing. And so we were highly successful. I set up a manufacturing facility offshore in Vietnam. I spent a lot of time over there laboring on the cutting room floor and doing the hard yards and getting the business up and running. And on our last collection, we, we were doubling in size every season. And the way the manufacturing works, you have to pay for everything up front and then you manufacture it and then you hope to re recruit those sales three months, six months later. So I pay for everything up front. We had all these debts and loans to pay for this huge collection that people had promised that they wanted to purchase and paper manufacturer bought all the fabrics, did all the patents, got that far. And then my manufacturer went out of business and that forced me to then go out of business. And then I was stuck with about $70,000 of debt, which stage so as a young fashion, you know, girl, that's a lot of money to be in debt. Uh, and at that stage I was working, um, you know, I was working myself to the bone. I literally worked myself to sickness. So I got into the point where I had a nervous breakdown. I found out I had cancer. I had all sorts of stomach ulcers. I was on any anxiety pills, any depressant pills. And I'd basically, you know, almost worked myself to death. That was the first major crash in my life as an entrepreneur. And I swore that I would never, ever, ever run a business ever again. Not, not for me. So right. I went and got a day job and I lasted probably about a year in a day job until I was like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do the day job. Like I'm a terrible employee. Do not hire me. I'm terrible. <laughs> so then um, I started my second business, which was a um, fashion styling business. So this was like a consultancy business, right? So anyone who's working one-on-one -on -one, doing consulting, freelancing, similar kind of model. So I started that business with no network, no clue, no, no, no contacts, no idea. I just moved to a new city. So I was all alone trying to figure out how to start this new business of consulting. And in three short years, I've managed to get to the top of that industry. So I was uh, the fashion editor for our national glossy publication for women's health and fitness. I was a resident stylist at our biggest, at the time it was our biggest radio and TV network, Southern Cross Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, I was dressing all of our most loved celebs for events like the Cannes Film Festival. Um, and I basically had like the sweetest gig ever, right? Cause I had two contract jobs as a fashion stylist. Most stylists would work 20 years and not get one contract job. You know, it's only ever, you know, um, like hand to mouth kind of work, you know, if right. you can get it right. If not, you're, you're on your ass. Wow. Yeah. So like I had two of these contract jobs and, um, it was the best. It was super easy work, super easy money. It was great. You know, I was living my best fashion life. Uh, at the same time, I was a TV presenter as well. So I was working for fashion TV as their Australian presenter. So, you know, imagine like a young fashion girl's best life. That was it. Like, you know, fashion editor, celebrity stylist, fashion TV presenter, interviewing everyone who's anyone in the world of fashion and celebs. I was literally living my best life. Then the effects of the GFC hit. And once again, all of my businesses came crashing down in a way that I had no control over. So it wasn't that I didn't work hard enough or that I made mistakes or that I, you know, didn't manage my business. An external force came in and took all of those businesses away. So there was no money for fashion styling. No one wanted to you know, get dressed by a stylist. No one obviously wanted a TV presenter. So that was it. That was the end of my life. Wow. And at that stage, again, I went through 
a severe depression and a severe um again like quite quite i would call like a, a breakdown so then i remember at that stage thinking you know i had nothing i had absolutely nothing to live for i had nothing to hope for i had you know that was my dream my whole life was to be in fashion right and i realized that that was it i was never going to be in fashion ever again it was over and so to be have you know like to have a lifelong dream and then to realize that that wasn't ever going to happen anymore it was crippling like it was really crippling sure. So then, um, you know, I tried to get work. Like I tried to get work as an engineer. I tried to go back to that life. I tried to get, you know, bar, bar work. I just tried to get any kind of work that I could, could not get a job, literally couldn't get a job, had to go on the dole. Uh, so that's like government support for you guys in America. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had at the time when all of this was crumbling down, I'd created this e-course, which teaches people how to become a fashion stylist. Cause I was really good at that. Right. I'd managed to get to the top in a few short years. I was really good at education. So I taught people how to do the fashion stylist. And so back then, this was like 2015. So e-courses weren't a thing back then. Like no one had e-courses. Like, and there was no such thing as like, you know, learning, you know, online learning. It just wasn't an industry. So um, I found these websites, you know, Udemy and all these online marketplaces to sell my e-course on. And I was like, great, I'm gonna put my e-course onto these websites. They're gonna sell my, my e-course to everyone. And you know, I'm gonna make so much money. And I made like $2,000 after like, you know, six months of being on all of these big marketplaces. It just wasn't working. And so I was like, well, I need to figure out how to sell these courses. Cause like, it's, it has to be a thing, right? I saw a couple of people selling courses. I figured I could figure it out. I was a pretty smart person. So then I took 18 e-courses in a year on how to build an online business. So I studied digital marketing and list building and email marketing, and Facebook ads. And then at the end of that first year, I'd managed to make six figures in that first year selling my first e-course. So, and, and I like hustled, that wasn't easy. I was doing like two live webinars every single week. I was like, you know, literally on the grind. Um, but by the end of that first year, I'd managed to figure out how this whole system works, like how to create great e-courses, how to create funnels. I really love funnels. Obviously as an engineer, I really get funnels. Yep. I love them. <laughs> so then, um, and then it's just kind of grown from there. So, so then I made my second, uh, my second e-course, which is a personal branding and brand awareness e-course. So it talks about how to be a great communicator, a great presenter, how to build a personal brand, which is what I was doing for these celebrities and also how to be, um, how to get publicity, which is what I was doing at the magazine. So that's my second e-course. And then my third e-course is a mindset course, which obviously I'm super passionate about mindset because I've had a little bit of hardship, a little bit of setback in my life. So yeah. I've had to dig myself out of that. And then my fourth e-course is all about how to build e-courses and funnels. Cause I figured out a way that I teach it, which is super easy, super tech free and kind of like a backwards approach. So that's my life as an entrepreneur. Just, you know, very normal, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's amazing. What do they say? Uh, I say you got a lot of grit, right? So <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. And and some of that, you know, you say three short years, which is really funny because it, it, it is short, but sometimes, you know, when you're going day by day, it doesn't, you know, the minutes and the moments sometimes don't feel that short. That's really amazing. And obviously, you know, there was a plan for you. Mm -hmm. And I say at every time, I always think not at the time, because at the time it's harrowing when something gets taken away from you outside of your own will. Yeah. But looking back, I always realized that, yeah, there was a greater plan for me that the universe. And I say now the universe lovingly pushed me out of this because like now I'm literally living my best life. You know, if I was still working in fashion, I would hate it. Like, I don't like those people anymore, you know, yeah. and these days my life is 
you know, it's a laptop lifestyle. I work wherever I want. I travel the globe six months. Well, I used to travel the globe six months of the year. I used to chase endless summers. And this is definitely a better life and lifestyle for me. And I would never have chosen it ever in a million years, but I've been like, I'm going to be a digital marketer and sell e-courses. That is crazy, isn't it? Like coming from the, the background, like you said, that you did in, in engineering, the, the span of those two things seem like, <laughs> you know, a, a mile away, but you know, people are very diverse and you know it's interesting that that's where you started and and kind of where you went from there it's it's really interesting uh path during those times you know before you had quote unquote arrived in your different your different businesses when you were in that grit and grind what what was your number one secret um getting through those matrix minefields those those darker moments of like my life is over yeah so i mean i'm not gonna lie they weren't pretty and there wasn't like a you know like oh i just did that and then i woke up and i was better like no it was not like that it was it was uh like after the fashion ended i spent probably 10 days in bed uh my my brothers i have three brothers and they came around each day just to check that i was still there and so i get emotional thinking about it like it was a really it was a really tough time you know, it wasn't like I just like, oh, bummer, but I'll pick myself up and I'll go and do some yoga and that'll make everything better. No, it wasn't mm. like that. So I, I sort of spent about 10 days really in a very, very dark place and just, you know, questioning my soul. Like, what, what am I going to do with my life? Like, how do I even, how do I even, you know, pick a new goal? Um, and then I just think it's a day by day. Like, I just think, you know, I don't think there's any big great, like I woke up and felt better. I think it's like today I'm just going to get out of bed. And if that's all I can do, then that's all I'm going to do. And right. I think it's about um, releasing the expectations on yourself because obviously I'm a high achiever, right? And I like to tick things off and have to do lists and feel like I've accomplished something. And yep. so that also adds to the negativity when you're in a place like that, because you can't tick anything off. There is no like a sense of achievement, which as an A-type personality, you really need. So, um, uh, you know, I think like lowering your expectations on yourself in those times is super important. And then just being super compassionate about yourself, you know, understanding yeah. that what you're going through is a season and, and not um, grandstanding it. So not like uh, my life is over, I will never work again. It's just my life is going through a phase that isn't working for me and I'll have to find a different kind of work. And I think, and that takes, that takes training of your brain, right? Like our brains naturally want to grandstand and be like, everything is over and I'm going to, you know, this is the end of the humanity. And it's like your record or your track record for getting through bad seasons is 100%. Like you've always managed to get through them. So just, you know, have a ha developing a bit of self-compassion and I'm very, I'm extremely compassionate to myself. Like even, even these days, if I'm having what I, think is not where I'd like to be. I, I, I practice a lot of self-compassion. I think really, really, really important because those those days can be really tough to get through. And I think that's the best we can do is is have that that self-love and that compassion in order mm -hmm. to um, give yourself that that break. And I think you're absolutely right when it comes to people that are those those high achievers, you know, and, and you're not checking off those lists and you know, that's that, that very masculine energy kind of let's do it, do it. You know, <laughs> it's difficult to uh, keep pushing, pushing that grind and realizing like you feel like the more you do, the less you're getting done. Sometimes it, it brings you right back exactly to where you were. So you can see um, 
kind of the pattern in that, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you push real hard and then, and you get all this stuff done and you accomplish all this stuff. And, and the universe was like, that's really awesome, Amber, but that's not it. There's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's more, there's more to it for you. I think like with that, you know, um, all of these things are a practice, like developing self-love, developing self-compassion, developing self-worth. None of this is something that happens overnight. It's all a practice. And I always think of it as a muscle, you know, like we know that we're not going to wake up tomorrow and have abs. We all know that. Right. But yet we all expect to wake up tomorrow and one day we're going to wake up with um, self-compassion or one day we're going to wake up with self-love. And it's just not how it happens. So these things are developed over a period of time and they're developed by taking small inspired action steps in places that have little to no significance. So it's really hard to develop self-compassion when you're in the depths of grief and sorrow. Like it's kind of hard to get out of there, right? Yeah. But if you can start developing self-compassion today when your life is kind of okay or you're, you know, you're in a good place, that's when you need to start developing these tools rather than waiting to a place, waiting to get to a place where, you know, it's kind of hard to develop anything when you're in that kind of place. All that you're doing when you're in that place is surviving. You're literally just hoping to get out of bed that day you're hoping to you know maybe get dressed maybe go outside maybe go for a walk like that's that's where you're at so i just think it's so important to start developing a really powerful mindset today like that's literally the most important thing everyone can do today well you just answered my question i was gonna say because you're a mindset person what would you say would do to start moving you know moving out of that space and, you know, into it, into a different place, those, those little actionable steps, what would you say, you know, to those people that, that just need that, that push? Yeah. So how about I give you guys two really actionable, um, actual tools that I use to this day to really reprogram and, um, reprogram negative beliefs into positive ones. And then also a really great tool that I use for self-love, which was hugely, um, significant in getting me out of a lot of really dark places. But to be fair, again, I do these practices when I'm in a good place so that when I get to a bad place, I've got the tools. So I've got the tool belt. It's already built. Everything's ready to roll. I can build on, you know, I can, I can pull the tools out and I can access them then, but I don't try and build these when I'm in the dark place. Okay. So the first thing that I really like to do, so we all have these uh, negative beliefs that are actually running the show. Like we think that we're running the show. We're not, we've got a whole subconscious programming going on from our you know earlier childhood maybe past lives or you know anything that's happened to us in our life and these are programs that are basically running our life for us so a lot of the times we're not even aware that we have these biases or these negative beliefs going on so what i like to do is i like to try and identify them and then actively reprogram them so by identifying them what you want to do is just try and quiet your mind and under and see if you can hear what beliefs you have around a certain topic. So an example that I always give is whenever we were younger, my, when we were driving in the car, whenever my dad would see someone driving a fancy car, like a Mercedes or a, you know, an Audi or whatever it was, my dad would always say, gee, what a bloody wanker. Now a bloody wanker in Australia is like the Australian slang for like someone that you don't want to be. So I grew up with the belief that if I got a fancy car, my dad would think that I was a bloody wanker. Well, obviously I wouldn't want my dad to think that, right? So I spent my entire life driving shitty cars. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's, it sounds hilarious, but these are, this is how these things manifest into our current reality. Like these are programs that we have 
that don't even seem like they're a program, but they are. So, um, so I realized this. And so I, I sat down and I actively wrote out all of the negative thoughts that I have around driving a fancy car. You know, my dad's not gonna love me and this person's not gonna love me. And usually the negative programs are around a loss of love. So typically it's like someone, you know, someone that we care about is not gonna love us if we have that thing in our life. So for instance, you know, the person listening to this, your thing might be, if I make a lot of money, my husband's gonna feel, my husband's gonna feel emasculated and then he's gonna leave me, so I'm gonna lose that life, which means that I'm gonna keep myself uh, earning less so that I can keep my husband, you know, keep my husband in my life. So all of these programs show up in however, you know, whatever it is in your own life. But if you look at around the areas of your life that you are lacking in, you have a negative belief system around that. So maybe it's your health and wellness, maybe it's your finance, maybe it's your love life, maybe it's your home life, you know, whatever you have that's lacking, I can guarantee you've got a negative belief system around it. Mm. So sit down, literally write out all of the thoughts that you have around that, the crazier the better, because these crazy thoughts are actually the negative beliefs. Once you've got that, pick up your phone, open up a voice memo and reprogram the negative beliefs into positive ones. So when I was doing this, I was saying, um, my dad will still love me when I drive a fancy car. My dad will think that I'm a great human being when I drive a fancy car. You know, my dad is not gonna, and, and semantics are really important for the subconscious. So my dad is not gonna love me less when I drive a fancy car. So you just wanna say the, the message over and over again using different types of semantics. And once you've got that on your voice memos app, you put that on your headphones and you play that over and over again, whatever you can throughout the day, when you're doing the dishes, when you're going for a walk, when you're in your car. And what that's doing is actively reprogramming your subconscious beliefs into positive ones. Because a belief system is literally just something that you've thought over and over again. It's just a thought that has been uh, thought over and over. So you just need to reprogram that thought into a positive one. And that's how you re retrain your brain. Boy, the subconscious programming is, we don't even know, like we don't even know what we programmed ourselves to. Like you said, some of the silliest things that you just um, were a program, are a program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's probably part of the, that's probably the trickiest thing I think is uh, sometimes figuring out uh, that they're there and, and actually, you know, stepping back and seeing it. That's probably one of the most difficult things to do. So, and the way that you identify that, so the way that you figure out what it is, you take a look around your life at the area that you're lacking in. So, what are you frustrated about? What causes you to stay awake at night and ponder and, and you know get get anxious about? What do you wake up in the morning feeling sick about? That's the area of your life that you need to work on. Mm -hmm. And so, whatever is not up to where you want it to be, there is a negative program running. So spend some time in it, sit in it, get quiet around it, meditate on it, ask your higher self, you know, write journal, whatever it is for you. Yeah, absolutely. You're uh, the, the super conscious, the higher self will, will lead the way and, and show you. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is um, some great advice, really good, good steps, good stuff. And I, I so appreciate you sharing your story with the listeners because you know, just like you said in the beginning, people think, you know, you're, you're up here, but we're, we don't start up there. You know, nobody, mm -hmm. nobody really starts up there. Pivotal time, as everyone's saying, but I don't know if people really understand that, you know, you in, in what you did when you did it, that was something that people weren't doing, you know, mm -hmm. really, most people weren't doing, most people wouldn't have had the guts to step out and do what you did. Yeah. So a lot of the things that 
exist now or a lot of the businesses that don't exist we're getting into a time where new businesses and new business models are popping up infinitely so if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like well i've got this crazy idea i think i'm going to go and create in my case it was an e-course go and do it yeah go and do it now is the time to go and do it because this is what this whole current COVID situation is teaching us is that the old reality no longer exists so now is your chance yeah. to go and create your new reality yeah that's exactly right and, and that's cool that you share your story with us because it, it didn't take that whole span. I mean, how how long was that? You know, you were how many years in one business and then, it, you know, something happened and how many years in another business and something happened. You know, that was, that doesn't happen overnight. That takes time and lessons and you grew exponentially as a person during that whole time. So it's, it's just really amazing. So it's to say, you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there and a lot of things that are coming up on the internet. And, you know, as you would probably say now, like, aren't you glad that you weren't still doing the business that you're doing and you're doing what really, what you love and you could have never imagined it. Yeah, 100%. I would never have sat down and thought, well, gee, all I want to be in my life is a digital marketer. It's not something I would ever have thought, you know, was my passion. And yet here I am right. totally for it. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I thank you so much for joining me and, and telling us your story. And it's really, really powerful. And so we will wrap up this uh, launch session. With that, I want to thank you so much, Amber Renee, for joining me. And it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. What I would like you to do is let everyone know where they can find you on the internet and reach out to you for more information on what it is that you do so brilliantly. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share with your audience. So I hope everyone got a lot out of this. And if you want to come and check out www.amber.courses, you can check out all of my free masterclasses. I have four free masterclasses that teach you all the things we spoke about today. So personal branding, mindset, e-courses, and how to be a fashion stylist. So there's heaps of free um, online one hour trainings that everyone can sign up to. And if you're on the gram, just go to at the Amber Renee. Tell me I'm worth it. mothers breaking good. So you can do all the things to raise your vibration and those are all good. Intentions, affirmations, mantras, mindset, I encourage that. But in order to actually change your life, you must change your frequency. That is the key to the law of attraction and it can be done effortlessly through superconscious inner resonance alchemy. Breakthrough survival mode, grief, anger, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, post-traumatic stress, all of it. Catch episode number two with Maureen Edwardson to learn a little bit more and experience a mini live active session. You can also contact me at toughmothers.world and book a live intro session. I've taken over $300 off. You definitely want to get in on that. And if you've gotten any value from listening, please subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, tough times never last, only tough people.